Hello, you've reached Coach Tim's Coach's Viewpoint Podcast. It is Thursday, November 4th, 2021. And as you know, if you've seen my first podcast, you know that I cover the San Francisco 49ers from a coaching viewpoint. And uh, that goes with uh, opinions, of course, of my own and analysis of the current week's game and upcoming games. And uh, what we are going to cover this week, of course, is the recent game against the uh, Bears, which the 49ers were able to win. And we're going to cover some news uh, this week on the team and some um, developments with players who are either injured or those who got injured. And a trade that was made this week as well. We'll also be looking at uh, our upcoming opponent, which this next uh, Sunday will be the Arizona Cardinals in uh, our home field at Levi Stadium. And uh, they have some uh, developments as well, injury-wise, that we'll take a look at as well. And then we're going to have a epilogue where I'll do a kind of a reminder for the faithful, is what I call it. And this is from uh, looking at different podcasts and so forth. And uh, some of the comments that I see and have been seeing throughout this season so far as we approach the halfway mark. And uh, also we're going to do some podcast recommendations also because um, there's a lot of good podcasts out there that are very positive and uh, very detailed in their breakdowns of the uh, 49ers and their Um, roster as well as the coaching staff so I'll be plugging those uh, from week to week as well for you to listen to when you get a chance or watch if they're uh, on video so my podcast uh, is available on Spotify and on Anchor as well as on Facebook at Coach Tim's page and you can reach that through uh, if you can't find my Facebook page uh, under Tim Mendoza it'll be the email td.mendoza at protonmail.com or just Coach Tim's page, and you can go directly to the page. Uh, the RSS feed will be there every week after the uh, podcast is uh, live, and you can listen in on it. Uh, there should be a comment section there on Facebook where you can leave some comments um, or questions if you have those as well. I can either address those through the chat or I can do it um, in the next episode. So buckle up, and uh, let's get talking 49ers. Okay, so this week's podcast, uh, and by the way, I want to give uh, credit to the uh, music Um this music is uh, from YouTube, and uh, it's uh, classified as sport rock trap music. This particular artist is called Infraction, and their song title is Try. Um, I thought a fitting uh, title for what we'll be trying to do uh, going forward as fans and uh, myself as a coach in breaking down uh, the game of football, some of the insights and so forth, and the podcast and getting it out to uh, faithful fans that uh, are interested in the newest developments or information about the 49ers. So 
First off, we'll do a recap real quick on the uh, 49ers-Bears game. Of course, we uh, did go to Chicago and win that football game. Uh, the final score was 33-22. to 22. Jimmy G uh, passed for over 300 yards, um, ran for two touchdowns, got a two-point conversion. And uh, Debo Samuel again with a huge game uh, as he continues his record-breaking uh, season right now through the first seven weeks. He has surpassed Jerry Rice, the all-time great GOAT, as he's known as for the most yards uh, in the first seven games of a season for the 49ers. Uh, he's second in the NFL behind, uh, you know, that guy from the Rams. Um, <clears throat> so the 49ers came out in the game, uh, did a pretty good job uh, defensively. Uh, I would say kind of average, um, average to good, so based especially toward the end of the game, they were able to uh, lock down the, Bears offense a little bit better to, to preserve the, the win. And um, we had uh, Josh Norman, the corner, uh, created some turnovers in the game. Um, we recovered one of those. He got the interception on uh, one of them was a fumble. The other one was an interception. Uh, the interception he closed out the game with, and it was nice to see that we're starting to get some of those. Um, also, um, our super tackler, Fred uh, Warner, actually, uh, he missed a couple tackles I saw on the L-22 film. But uh, you know what? No linebacker is perfect anyway, so I'm not too worried about it. Like I said, we came out with a win. Fred knows this. I'm sure he was just gassed. Um, that happens. You could kind of tell by the way he was engaging with the blocker. And uh, uh, But the defense overall, I think, played well. Um, we did get some pressure. Samuel Ebicom got his uh, first sack in a while. I think it's his second of the year now, or third. It might be the third. Um, but he is uh, definitely benefiting from Bosa moving around and uh, Arden Key being in there at the same time, um, helping our pass rush gel. So I think uh, we've got some positivity going uh, forward um, there. And... Uh, Coupled with our coverage, uh, which was a little soft, I felt, in the game. Looking at the film again, we were playing off pretty far on the receivers. We gave up a lot of first downs because of that. And uh, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep the ball from going deep because the Bears were the uh, – coming into the game, they were the top team in the NFL throwing deep. And after that um, Colts game we had in the rain and the mud and the storm and uh, Levi's uh, – they probably thought uh, they were looking their chops and they were going to be able to get deep on us. Uh, but we did pretty much take that away. Um, and we didn't get any huge penalties or anything, so that was a good positive as well. So moving to the offensive side of the ball, uh, of course, uh, on offense, uh, everybody, I mean, we played Kyle Shanahan 49er football. That's what that was. And that's West Coast offense with his own run scheme, and it worked uh, very well. Elijah Mitchell had a good game, over 127 yards rushing. And, uh, of course, like I said, Jimmy uh, over 300 passing. And he had the two rushing touchdowns, which is kind of interesting, considering who's pushing him uh, behind him. <laughs> Our rookie, of course, Trey Lance I'm talking about. Um, going forward, uh, from the offensive standpoint, oh, I also want to mention this. 
Brandon Ayuk uh, had a good game from a route running standpoint, and he made some catches and plays. Of course, he made the two point conversion that we needed uh, toward the end there to get the score correct, uh, so we could prevent the Bears from beating us with a quick score. Ayuk's patterns were um, stemmed better uh, than I've seen for a lot of games this year. I think uh, he was able to run each pattern, um, and likewise, you like to do that as a receiver so that uh, defensive backs can't get a read on what you're going to do. I think for the most part, some some All-22 film has shown this during the year, um, that he's been running his patterns and kind of tipping uh, where he's going on the route. And uh, I think that was a result of his practice time. Uh, his practices have been kind of lackadaisical from what I understand. And uh, that will, you know, it's a little bit of laziness maybe. Sophomore year, they call it a sophomore year jinx or whatever. But what happens is players get a little bit full of themselves or complacent. I think in his case it's complacent because he's a pretty humble guy. But, uh, you know, every, every receiver has this. Um, some you know, deal with injuries in that year. Others deal with drop-offs in their performance. And, of course, there's also defensive adjustments. Sometimes teams adjust to the player in his second year, and uh, that creates that uh, opportunity where they should be able to take it to the next level and a step farther or forward. Um, He hadn't really done that up until that point. He had showed flashes, but he hadn't really been consistent with it, and I think this game really brought that out of him. And I'm looking forward to his uh, play going forward, so I'm very confident and uh, excited about that. Um, and to give some uh, credence to to the uh, film that I look at, the All-22, uh, I do breakdowns myself. I also look at Johnny Dell's Football Academy. He does one on the 49ers every uh, Tuesday, when, Tuesday or Wednesday. And, of course, Baldy's breakdown, I, I do that. I've been plugging him for uh, weeks. Um, he does a great uh Trenches breakdown um, on the uh, offensive line play and the blocking and so forth. So pretty good uh, resources for you to learn from. And that's the reason why I plug those guys is because they're great teaching tools for fans who want to learn a little bit more about the game and get away from the drama or soap opera side of it. Um, I highly recommend those. Um, There are a few podcasts. I'll just say right now... uh, that I enjoy as well. I'm going to talk about those in more detail uh, at the end of the podcast here today. So uh, look for that as well. And uh, now we'll take a look at uh, how we came out of that game against the Bears uh, injury-wise. Elijah Mitchell was our probably top player um, that we're a little concerned about. He bruised his ribs again. Uh, It's probably the same rib that he bruised early in the year um, that made him miss a game. Uh, I think uh, it's probably just an aggravation. Kyle seemed to be confident that he would be ready by game time, but he is questionable right now because of that. And um, let's see, the only other Injury that was listed was Debo's calf, uh, which is kind of a recurring thing uh, week to week. Um, He came back uh, on the injury report and didn't practice yesterday, which was Wednesday. I'm anticipating him practicing today. I'll have uh, 
won't have an update on that uh, for this week's podcast, but um, right now going in again is questionable. Um, but Kyle thinks he'll be probable uh, from what he's uh, seeing from Debo week to week. So that's a good thing. Um, we also uh, made a move uh, this week. We made some practice squad moves, of course, as we have been doing lately. We picked up a few guys, dropped a few others. Uh, we got the two injuries with Ward and Tart that we have to adjust with. Hofanga had that start. He did pretty good in the game um, for Tart. And uh, Wilson had the free safety uh, duties for Ward. And like I said, we didn't get beat deep the whole game practically. I don't think we had one pass deep on us uh, for you know more than 25 yards. So I would say... Um, uh, Wilson did a pretty good job. Um, he's probably going to start again this week against the Cardinals, and uh, I think we'll see Hofanga again as well. I think they're bringing up Tony Jefferson too off the uh, practice squad to uh, be a, uh, a backup just in case. So we're going to see that. And then the big move was a trade the 49ers made at the, just before the deadline this week, and they picked up a player named Charles so I want to get his name pronounced correctly here. It's Charles Omanihu. Omanihu is a defensive lineman. He's six foot five, two hundred and eighty pounds, out of Texas, and he was actually with the Texans that we traded with. We gave them a fifth round, or hundred and sixty first overall. Uh, well, we won't know the overall yet, but the, we gave him a fifth round pick uh, for him, which is what he got, he was as a. Um, Draftee of the Texans this year, or uh, 2019, sorry. Um, he's had a three-year career uh, He was with Houston uh, from 2019 to 21, of course, and uh, he's been in, appeared in 35 games with seven starts, uh, registered 41 tackles, seven sacks in those seven starts, four passes defensed, and two forced fumbles. So he is active in uh, creating turnovers, which we like. He's also added a tackle uh, in two postseason games. Uh, and in two 2021, he's appeared in six games with two starts, uh, registering 11 tackles, um, no sacks. Uh, apparently, the Texans used him quite sparingly. Um, I think it's a little more of their defensive line not being, you know, they do run a 3-4 style defense, which probably doesn't suit him as well as a 4-3 would. Um, you go back and look at his college tape at Texas and, uh, you can see, uh, he's very active and even the, uh, first couple years with the Texans, uh, he's made some plays, uh, from the inside at D tackle and D end, both against the run and the pass. So he's very disruptive. Um, he generally beats one-on-one -on -one blocking very quickly and has beaten uh, even uh, double teams uh, relatively quickly in getting pressure on a quarterback and getting in the backfield. So I like his activity. I like his uh, energy. I like the way he comes off the ball. And uh, some breakdowns, like I said out there, um, have noticed that about him. Pairing him with the guys that we got right now on the D-line is going to be great, I think, for his development with Kucerich and also with uh, playing next to the guys that he'll be playing with. We did move uh, as a development for this last week's game against Chicago, something I've been clamoring for for over two seasons, 
and that was moving Eric Armstead inside to detackle. Um, 49ers did that. We had a uh, much better pressure uh, inside because of that. I think pairing uh, Omenahue with him in there is going to create even better matchups for us and even more pressure, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, he'll be a slow development um, in Kuserik's attacking style of defensive line play. Uh, but the one thing you will see that I've seen is he's not going to be moved off the ball very easily, that's for sure. And I've seen our other D-tackles get, get pushed around a little bit this year, and that's that's hurt us. So look for him to uh, make an impact. Not sure how soon he'll be getting uh, repetitions. I'm hoping he does this week. And, uh, of course, he had a uh, pretty good career at Texas uh, defending against uh, Kyler Murray. Actually got to him quite a few times, or several times, when he did play against him. So uh, I like him against mobile quarterbacks, too. He's got uh, a high motor and great energy, so look forward to seeing him play. Um, moving along, um, we'll be talking about our uh, a couple other things here. Let's talk, I'll talk briefly about special teams. Mitch uh, Wisnowski, uh, or Wisniewski. Uh, became a father this week um, before the Bears game. Uh, he flew out to, uh, I think it's a baby girl. Everything's fine. Wife is fine in the hospital and everything. He came to the game uh, Sunday and he held for kicks but didn't get a chance to punt. <laughs> so our offense, on a positive note, played that well, which is good. Uh, but congratulations go out to Mitch and also to Robbie Gold, who is... Uh, uh, got the go-ahead to uh, play this next week here against the Cardinals at home. So we're going to see him kicking again. Um, Joey Sly was uh, released. We want to wish him the best on his future endeavors. And uh, anybody else that was released off the practice squad, we also wish you the best as well. We'll probably see you at some point again, I'm sure. This happens quite often uh, during the season. So, um, But we got some positives uh coming in and another great big positive was Jeff Wilson Jr. showed up at practice this week along with uh, two other gentlemen who have, were in the concussion protocol one being um, our linebacker Shair and the other defensive end D Ford so it's good to have them back Shair has been playing uh, lights out football until he got hurt and uh D Ford was just uh, starting to get into a rhythm. I think he uh, is going to continue that. And now with the addition of Omenahu, I think he's going to uh, get more one-on-ones as well on the outside, So along with Bosa. So that bodes well for our defense. Um, also, we got another uh, very exciting, uh, I want to leave this guy to the last, and that's George Kittle is going to uh, play this week. Um, his status is uh, back to practice now, and um, we should see him on the field against the Cardinals. So that's going to be great to see. He really makes our offense uh, much better than it is, and uh, looking forward to seeing him uh, catch some passes and flat back some uh, defensive linemen and linebackers. <laughs> so that should be fun. Um so that brings us to our upcoming opponent um, this week, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Arizona Cardinals are coming in a little banged up as well. Um, 
their starting center, uh, Hudson, and apparently he's coming back, Rodney Hudson. They're, he's an all-pro type center, outstanding center, and uh, he could be back in the, uh, in the lineup. He's listed as uh, probable now for the game. Kyle Murray is the other question mark. Uh, Kyle Murray is their starting quarterback, of course, and he is flirting with some ankle problems. The coach is playing a little bit of a sly on that, uh, maybe some gamesmanship, uh, saying that he's probably going to play. Um, but if I were him, basically at this point in the season with the uh, record that they have, I think I'd sit him for a week and let his ankle heal because we know from what happened with Jimmy G last year when we brought him back out too quick, what happened with that ankle injury. And if this gets bad for Kyle Murray, he could be lost for several weeks and that could cost them some, some games. So um, the prudent thing to do probably would be to, to sit him. I'm going to anticipate that they do that. So, but then again, Kingsbury is not a, you know, typical head coach so who knows what he's thinking but I would say the prudent thing to do would be to sit Kyle this week let McCoy play for him you need your backup to get some reps anyway this is a good opportunity for them it's not a must-win game for them so um, I would anticipate uh, they'll do that they've got some other guys banged up um, my understanding is that uh, AJ Green the wide receiver is going to miss this game with the being in the COVID protocol, and uh, the hamstring woes continue for DeAndre Hopkins, so he's got a questionable tag on him this week as well. Um, their running backs, uh, for the most part, I think, are the starter Connor is playing. Um, I think they do have some, some uh, running backs banged up, but... Um, it looks like the, at least two of them will be available anyway, so not looking at anything there. The Hudson return, of course, that's going to mean their run game is going to probably be emphasized, um, and especially if McCoy starting. So I would expect them to run the ball against us quite a bit. And I would expect uh, us to uh, load up for the run and not worry so much about the mobile quarterback situation this week. So that will give us some uh, opportunities to... Uh, make some plays on the pocket. Um, that's pretty much on the injury front. Um, and they, you know, they've still got other good receivers, so we've got to be careful there. Uh, even the guys that are going to be on the field uh, are, are pretty good. So um, the Cardinals coming in, uh, defense is, uh, hasn't been great against the run still. I think we're going to be able to run the ball on them from a game plan standpoint. Um, I also think we can throw the ball on them. And if, with Kittle coming back, that's really going to open up our passing game too. So, uh, and Ayuk is playing better. Debo, of course, as long as he can go, which I anticipate he will. Our offense uh, should be humming in this game. And it will be at home with a lot of high energy. I think we're going to, this is going to be a game that we, we can win. And, um, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to this week is a win over the Cardinals. And this, again, will bring us to 500 on the season, which would be 4-4 four and four if we do win. And uh, hopefully we come out of this healthy and we can continue because we've got the Rams the following week and at home as well, but that's uh, not going to be a cakewalk, as we all know. They're the probably the true number one team right now 
um, along with the Cardinals in the NFL. So uh, definitely NFC. Now, one of the things I did want to talk about is, and the reason why I started this podcast was to give fans a little bit more of a positive outlook on the team and the games. Um, Not to sugarcoat things, but to definitely uh, lessen the negativity that's out there. There's a lot of negativity against individual players. There's a lot of negativity against coaches. Most of it is by fans. And most of them have been been, um, uh, longtime fans. I wouldn't say historically, but you know, over the last, at least during the Kyle um, regime. And fans, especially younger ones, they get a little impatient. They're a, a, a kind of an instant gratification type generation. And they want to win now and they want to win big, you know, and that's that's how they are. They're gamers, a lot of them. And that gaming mentality sometimes will put you into a put your brain into a situation where you aren't thinking clearly on the reality of things. And my purpose of this podcast is to help bring you back down to reality. Okay. Number one, the coach, uh, questioning the coach's decision-making when you don't know what that decision-making is on the field or in game plans is uh, kind of an exercise in futility. Um, so I would say back off of that as fans, uh, be more positive. A lot of our problems, and this has been highlighted in the podcast from other people, and uh, including the All-22 Film Breakdowns by Johnny, D- Johnny Dell and, uh, and Baldy, both uh, have broken down uh, the keys to our success and uh, the failures. And... Uh, they're very uh, observant. Um, I see the same thing in the game I'm seeing when I look at the uh, execution of our offense. That's the main issue. I'm seeing uh, our lack of execution is, is basically the fault of what we're doing. The team's not playing together in this final. This last week, our offensive line for once didn't give up a sack, and all of them played together as one cohesive unit, and that was fantastic. And if we can continue doing that, I don't think anybody can beat us. I think offensively we're going we're gonna to start lighting it up. So I, mean, I, want people, I want fans to look forward to that going forward. And, uh, tr- again, try to concentrate on the positive that we can take out of games. You know, football, you know, there's 11 guys out there trying to play together as one unit. And uh, then you got 11 guys on defense that are trying to k- prevent that. So – a lot of different things can happen during a game. So there's a lot of things that you can't prepare for, a lot of adjustments or uh, shifts and other things that the defense will do that, you know, you think you, you have the best play game plan called in that situation, but it's not always the case. Sometimes you got to – and this goes down to the basis of this offense, which is a progression. You have to go through your reads. And uh, if guys are running lazy routes or – you know, not uh, beating their coverage, it's going to create problems. Um, the quarterback's going to have to pull the ball down and either run with it or take a sack. So, uh, which is better than throwing interceptions and, and fumbling the ball. 
So if we have to do that, that's what Kyle teaches. So be patient. Again, look at that All-22 film. Learn something from each game before you sound off on it and complain about, you know, there's that instant uh, instant uh, opportunity to do that when you're feeling frustrated and upset at a loss or uh, a play not working properly. You know, like some of the halftime uh, breaks on the podcast I've seen. Uh, very highly um, uh, criticism uh, labeled at, uh, at players and so forth. And you got to understand that it's a game of adjustments. And uh, uh, there's some chance element there. And, you know, you're going to have to kind of bear with it and be patient and let them work through the adjustments they need to make, like we did against the Bears uh, going in that second half. We made some great adjustments offensively, and we came out on top. So, you know, hang in there is what I'm trying to say. Now, as far as negativity, you know that I'm not one that tolerates that. A lot of times I'll even go back and forth with people a little bit on it, and, and I'll just basically challenge them because... This is the premise for it right here. We're supposed to be the 49er faithful. Okay? That means we're faithful to our team. Win, lose, or draw. Now, a lot of you guys that are sounding off on these podcasts, you're either not longtime fans or faithful fans at all, in my opinion, if you're doing that all the time. Um, You're not a professional coach. You're not a GM. You're not a manager. Uh, you don't know what goes into the thinking in a game. I've been uh, blessed to have coached before, and I know a little bit about it. Um, I've rubbed elbows with professional coaches, so I do have their thinking on things. And, uh, you know, there's a ton of things that can go wrong in a game and a few things that go right. And when they go right, you can really uh, excel off of that. So fans need to sit back, relax, enjoy the game. Yeah, it's going to be ups and downs, of course, as the game, the ebb and flow of the game goes. That's just how it is. But uh, remember that the game is won up front, and that's in the trenches. And the old axiom that uh, you know the game is won up front goes back to the beginnings of the game. And... Uh, uh, when the game was mostly a running game, it wasn't even. It was closer to rugby than it is to, to the football we know today. And then they started incorporating the forward pass into the game. And uh, as rules started changing, the uh, linemen's responsibility changed as well. And now they became uh, pass blockers as well as run blockers. So it's. Uh, I think our team um, right now, looking at them and evaluation-wise, I would say they are better at run blocking than pass blocking and it's been you know Kyle's scheme has really lent itself to that however they do have uh, as long as they pick up their you know they go through their checks and they pick up the blitz and so forth they're an outstanding uh, pass blocking team as well when they work together as a unit and that's what I'm talking about so that's what you want to look for when you're watching the game how well are these guys blocking together are we missing blocks uh, it's not just a matter of a guy getting beat on an edge. Uh, was the Maybe the ball was supposed to be gone by then. Um, you'll notice uh, on the timing of a play uh, by the quarterback's drop and positioning of his feet, 
when he gets the snap. If he's in shotgun, is he just turning ready to throw or is he actually dropping back a couple of steps? Um, that's going to lend itself to the timing of the routes that are being run and how deep they are. So when you see a, a player lose his defender and or they get a blitz run through, Jimmy's got to have a check down. Okay. Checkdowns are usually the backs, but sometimes uh, he'll, he will throw the, uh, the route in front of him, which is that dig or uh, sit route in the middle. And uh, the ball usually comes out pretty quick. Jimmy's got one of the fastest release times in the NFL. So, so the uh, quarterback's timing with the routes uh, is, is very important. And uh, that has a lot to do with uh, even on a missed block. Um, if, he, if the timing's there and he can get the ball out, that's generally what Jimmy will do. And he's good at it. So rather than look at the negativity when you see mistakes happening, look at the positive. Wow, Jimmy, get that ball out quick. I mean, that was a good, good, quick pass. You know, I mean, be, just be positive. The negativity draws fans down. They don't enjoy the game. Pretty soon, they're going to stop watching podcasts or joining them because it's too too negative. And uh, you know, my experience in that is, you know, as a coach, when you go into a game, if you go into the game thinking about everything that's going wrong or everything that's not working your negativity is going to rub off on the players, okay? The same thing can happen with fellow fans. You go into podcasts and everything, and all you're talking about is negative. Uh, you're gonna, it's going to rub off, and uh, it certainly doesn't make you look better um, as a podcaster or as a fan of the game commenting on all the negativity. So try to be more positive, okay? That's my end point on that, and I'll leave it at that. Now, some, some podcasts I want to recommend. Uh, everybody knows about Rombo Sports and the Nothing But Niners guys. Um, but there are a couple of that I really focused in on because of the positivity. And not to say the others aren't positive at times, but just to say these are newer ones that I've noticed. One is from a media source, and the other is from two uh, former coaches or current high school coaches that uh, follow the 49ers. And they're... Uh, podcast is called 49ers Cutback, and it's a pretty entertaining one. Um, they've got an open chat, you know, during their podcast. You can comment. And uh, if you get too negative, they're going to call you out on it. So just know that ahead of time. Um, but Alex and Anth, uh, definitely two great guys. And uh, their uh, chat moderators are great. So um, definitely you're going to learn a lot watching their podcast and it's going to improve your your uh, uh, game I guess game intelligence or football IQ um, a lot so I, I encourage you to do that uh, the other one is uh, David Lombardi's um, podcast he is a uh, 49er media reporter but he also does the podcast on the team and he's a pretty um, I would say accurate and uh, positive guy he'll note when there's mistakes and things like that of course which any uh, criticism should have should have with it should go along with the positive but not to the point of just you know de degrading or berating the team and players and that kind of thing he doesn't do that so he's very professional and uh, he's always got some interesting analytics that he incorporates into his podcast so I really appreciate that 
So give him a check, check him out on YouTube as well. And the other one, 49ers Cup X on YouTube as well. I forgot to mention that. So, again, uh, I recommend watch that All-22 film. Um, you don't have to subscribe to it to get benefit from it. You can watch Baldi's Breakdown every week. And you can also watch uh, Johnny Dell's Football Academy um, when he breaks it down. So, um, there are some other podcasts I, I tend to uh, avoid um, if they're negative. Uh, depends on the you know, the people that are up in there, but there's some other good ones out there. I mean, uh, Beto with Niner Sickness is a good, a good podcast. They, they get a little negative sometimes, but he also is a, he's an avid 49er fan. So he'll bring that, uh, back to full circle every time. So definitely, uh, watch his when you get a chance. He has some good guests on there too. And the other one is open-minded, uh, by, uh, Bashar, um, Sakur. Uh, his podcast is, he's very, He's been a 49er fan forever, and uh, he's a friend of mine. Uh, also uh, has a good podcast with great guests, so check him out. Like I said, there's a few guys I didn't mention that are negative that I do not follow, and I'm not going to name names, but uh, any of you on a private message me, I would tell you who I think they are and where they're going wrong, um, but it's not something that I want to you know, put out there publicly. I'm not trying to hurt their revenue or anything like that. I'm not going to do that. I do not do any, right now I don't do any charging for memberships or subscriptions or anything like that myself. So this podcast is free and it's for information purposes and uh, improving football IQ for the average fan and the above average fans if they're uh, humble and uh, interested or open-minded. So tune in every week. Uh, I try to get these out by Thursday night before the football game um, so that uh, fans have something they can look at. Uh, usually the major developments are done by Thursdays. That's why I wanted to wait that long. Some people get them out a lot sooner, but uh, I feel that when you can really, you're only doing one a week, it's good to wait as, you know later in the week if you can, unless something crazy happens and then I might do an emergency podcast where I'll add that in. So remember, you can find me on Spotify and you can find me on uh, Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R. Uh, it's a podcast site. Um, I'm there, and my RSS feed is on Facebook on my Coach, Coach Tim's page. And uh, you can find that through my Facebook uh, account, which is td.mendoza at protonmail.com for uh, Facebook. Or just put in Coach, Tim, Coach Tim's page, and you'll get me uh, my football page. All right? So... That's going to bring this uh, podcast to a conclusion. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening in this week. I appreciate your um, loyalty to the podcast. And like I said, anytime you want, you can ask me questions in the chats or send me a message uh, on Instant Messenger or something um, through Facebook. All right. So have a great rest of the week. Enjoy uh, Thursday night football tonight. And, uh, of course, as always, go 49ers and beat them Cardinals. Coach's Viewpoint brought to you again by Sport, Tra Sport Rock Trap song called Try by Infraction. You can find their music on YouTube. It's royalty-free. Thank you.